knocking a door changed my life. There was my son, Gareth, with this man who I didn't know. I knew then it had to be bad news. I gazed at my son's eyes, and all I saw was pain, fear, and pity. But nothing, nothing would prepare me for what I was going to hear next. This man, a stranger, he said, Mrs. Jameson, we found the body of a, a young man. We believed that to be your son, Dean. He was identified by his tattoos. Oh God, no, I said. I could, I could barely utter a word. You're lying. I looked across at my son, just trying to get some hope that this was all a mistake. His head was bowed. He couldn't look me in the eye. I heard myself screaming as I darted from one to the next. You're lying. Blind panic took control. My heart beating wildly. I couldn't breathe. I was thrust into a dark tunnel. A never-ending tunnel. There was a void right where my heart was that reached down into my womb where I once carried my child. No pain is greater. No pain is greater than ever losing a child, least of all the senseless slaying of them. I was never the same after that. My son, Dean, always said, I'll never live past 30. And I used to laugh and say, what a lot of rubbish you're talking. And on his 30th birthday, he called me up and he says, Mum, I'm still here. I says, of course you're here. Where else would you be? And we laughed. Seven months down the line, he took that uneventful ride in a taxi. The pain was physical. You never make it. You think, life's just crazy. What am I going to do next? My son became public property. He was there for all the world to see. Sorry, I've kind of lost my train of thought. I was never the same after that. I inherited a passenger, a dark passenger. That, that another name for rage. I was so consumed with rage and anger that I couldn't function. I nearly drove my car into the front of my house. My poor, I knew then that I needed help. My poor mother looked on helplessly, unable to help her daughter who was falling apart. A stranger. My other children looked on and thought, I'm going to lose my mum, just like we lost our brother. I lost to know what to do. Yes, you contemplate suicide. And then one day my daughter said, 
What about us, Mum? Don't we matter? You had more than one child. Oh my God, I was so wrapped up in my own pain, I could not even understand what they were going through. And I thought, I needed to hear that. That was the day that I came to my senses. My son became public property. The media made our lives a living hell. They were intrusive. They hid behind bushes, they hid behind doors, they hid behind cars. And on the day that I returned from identifying my son, this lady came up and thrust this grey-haired thing in my face and said, how's the family feeling today, Mrs. Jameson? And I said, how the fuck do you think we're feeling? So I then said, no comment. Our grief is set in the public realm for all to see. There was no hiding place. It was five years since my dark passenger left. I knew I had to do something. And the only thing that I could do was to forgive the four men that callously took my son's life. You see, rage and anger would never bring Dean back. And I was so consumed with rage and anger that I couldn't function. And I'd become somebody that I didn't like. So I decided that if I had to survive in this world and my son came to visit me, I was going to make sure that when he came, I was going to be the happiest person in the world. I was going to dance the longest, sing the hardest. I think the hardest thing for us as a family is when we have the get-togethers. That's when all the family come and we spend time in the home and we all meet up. There's an eerie feeling in the house. There's something missing. You see, Dean was the life and soul of the party. He was the one that would cause chaos. And my daughter and him used to have a little ritual. And that ritual used to be, when they went out of the house, they would pot each other and say, last touch. This went on into, ch this went on into adulthood. Why am I in Darwin, Australia? Well, the universe orchestrated that. I received a call one cold November morning. It would have been about 11 o'clock. I was in Boots, the chemist. And this lady called and said, I believe you'd like to come and work in Aberdeen. I said, I believe you've got the wrong number. She said, I said, I've no intentions of moving from Aberdeen, least of all going to the other end of the world. She says, well, you know, just give it another thought. But we got chatting, and the next thing that I knew, I was on that plane to Aberdeen, I was on that plane to Darwin. Now, you either love or you hate Darwin. And I love Darwin. I'm living that dream. Who 
who else goes to work in a private plane? Going from one community to the next, working with such diversity and getting to know the various cultures and heritage. I am honoured and privileged to work with the Aboriginal people. I have made some wonderful friends and no doubt picked up a few enemies, the very nature of the job. Darwin is where I call home for now, but in the future I will return back to where my children and family are. You see, my son Dean helped to engineer this move. It was the right thing at the right time. You see, he knew that my other children had to live their lives without an overprotective mother. Every time they went out, I had a nervous breakdown, wondering if they would ever return home. I often feel Dean around me, and I am so glad that I was blessed to have been his mother. And to coin his oldest son's phrase, who was eight years old at the time, who on the day of his father's funeral approached me and he said, Nana, are you feeling any better now? And I knew I had to give him a good answer. So I said, a little bit, Liam. He says, I look like my dad, don't I? I says, yeah, you look like your dad. He says, well, one day I'll have children. And I says, no doubt. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering where this is going next. And he says, well, then my dad will never die. I say, oh my God. You are so true, because every time I gaze into the faces of his siblings, his children, Dean comes alive. And everything, his legacy will live on through them. And all I can say is, out of the mouth of babes. Thank you.